Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. <laughs> Folks, welcome back or welcome to the Kindred's Podcast, Move Into the Shadows. Today we have Bart and Gio in the pod. And uh, this was my first time ever sitting down and having a conversation with that. I know, Ant, you've you've known these guys for a while. my first time meeting them too. First time meeting them? They're pretty whack. (laughs) So for me, I had a lot of just real genuine curious questions and just from all their businesses to, uh, yeah, just how they started JK to Barbell Brigade to just... Um, launching supplement products, like all the things. and um, But I think for me, what I really um, was inspired by was like just the strength of their relationship. I think their relationship is kind of like the the heart and soul of all the things that they've built together, even business-wise. And so, um, yeah, I definitely got like the power couple feel from them, but I also feel like that really comes from just them, uh, one, knowing themselves and then, being able to sort of approach each other in a way uh, to kind of, you know, humble themselves, you know, peel back the pride and have those hard conversations. And that's kind of the the stuff that I enjoyed most. Yeah, no, this one. It, it was an amazing conversation. You know, I've uh, gotten a chance to get really, really close to both Bar and Gio and know them for years, you know what I mean? But uh, there's always still something to learn. There's always still something to gain, you know what I mean, from just shared time and experience. And Bart and Gio are, are two people specifically that I've had a lot of just inspiration and, and you know, I've even sought advice from them for similar things that we've undertaken as Kinjas even in our own organization, you know. Um, but it was really, really cool kind of like bringing them over to hear our podcast because oftentimes I'll be dancing for our fans and, and our people in our community. And then I go over to their community, which, you know, is, is very blended now. Thank everybody for joining in on both sides. But I usually go to their community and that's where I get to like talk and speak and mm-hmm. share and express in ways that like, you know, I don't do with dance. So for them to come over here and for us to all share conversation together, you know what I mean? Amongst everybody and like our fans and whatnot, it, it's just, I don't know. I just feel really, really cool about it. Uh, I'm really hyped for everybody to like see what, you know, two people that really, really push and inspire me in, in a lot of different ways. And uh, yeah, I just can't wait for everybody to get into this episode. That's it, man. Let's get into it. Folks, welcome back or welcome to the Kinjas Podcast Movement in the Shadows. We are your host, Ben. And Anthony. And as always, we have some really cool folks in the house. Let me do this intro right you may recognize them from Just Kidding Films and JK News, founders and owners of Barbell Brigade, hosts of the Get Close podcast, entrepreneurs, husband and wife, parents, the real, the funny, the really funny, <laughs> nice. hella buff and sexy, oh, wow. Bart Quan and Geo. Antoinette Kwan hey, oh, is in the pod. Damn. Did I get that right? You yeah, fucking awesome. boom. Damn, damn. You. you nailed it I, so I try, hard. I try. And if you weren't sure that Bar was the sexy one and Gio's the buff yeah, one. Yeah, it, it's interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, I was I was hoping I was the buff, buff and sexy one. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I feel like it's been a long time coming. Maybe it's because I wasn't hosting the first season with Ben, but yeah. now that I am, yeah. I had to bring you guys on here. Uh, I was recently on your guys' podcast. 
Yeah. That was fun to get close. I mean, that was actually my podcast I host in Vegas. That's Thank true. you. Know. Thank you. True. It was a lot of fun uh, but, being on your podcast. But really, really cool to bring you guys here to more talk about yourselves now and everything that you guys have been accomplishing. And that was a great intro, by the way, Ben. It was really good. Thank you. I try. Thank you so much. I try. Well, you guys talk a lot. This is my first time ever like sitting down with you guys. So I feel like you guys have probably had all kinds of conversations. First time on the Kinja's pod. So we always start with the origin stories, whatever that means to you guys, whether that's childhood or whatever. Take us through the the origins. Whoever wants to take it first. What's your origin story? Uh Oh, like just my personal or, sure. or us? Just told you. Give us the oh, fuck, personal. I'm sorry. Yeah, want, yeah, yeah. Said. Let's do that. Jeez, whatever you, you want. You can't swear. Um, no, no, you can't swear here. Uh, so my origin story, uh, born and raised in East Los, uh, yeah, uh, East Los Angeles for everybody who doesn't understand. East Los Angeles. Yeah. hundred percent Mexican, even though I get mistaken as Hapa or like half Asian all the time. And now that I've taken on Bart's last name, Kwan, uh, everyone's for sure convinced that I'm Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, said your name and your first and last name and they like, all the time and then when i say i'm mexican they're like what like what kind of mexican are you i'm like what the fuck <laughs> what kind of Mexican? yeah um yeah so yeah grew up grew up in a family of four i'm i'm one of four siblings parents um you know the 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 immigrant story came here from mexico and they just wanted the traditional thing for their daughter right uh mm -hmm. like well for 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 our tradition it was like uh go to school get your degree um then you get married then you move out, then uh, you buy a house, you have kids, end of story. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it just really wasn't for me. I was like, uh, I don't want to have to leave this house being married. Like, that's so weird. Like, I, I don't really want to have to depend on a dude. Like, um, that's kind of nuts. So I already started kind of defying a lot of my parents' uh, traditions and rules, if you will, by just kind of moving out on my own and like, she is kind of the rebel within the siblings. Mm. Like everyone else, you can kind of see take like a very traditional trajectory. Yeah, hers was like, yeah, it just didn't make sense because I saw, <laughs> literally, like my older sister went to school. She went to college. She got her master's degree. Like, got married, uh, then moved out of the house, then bought her house. Like it was, it's in that order. My brother did the exact same thing, and then so they're just like defining success. <laughs> yeah and then and then for me i was like i don't want any of that um so yeah moved out lived on my own and then um i did get my degree i got my degree in marketing and i went into finance ironically enough i was working at a bank and then um i met this guy and then uh this guy was part of a homie circle that um i was dating someone in that homie circle mm -hmm. and we didn't like each other and then, long you guys, wait, you guys were all on a circle of friends. You were dating somebody else. Yeah, I was dating his best friend. That's a long story. Ooh. Yeah. Are you guys still friends? No. You well, mean they best were. Friend? Yeah, that yeah. best friend. Oh, I was just pointing at my tattoo <laughs> that I don't have a tattoo, but it's yeah. Bart's leg tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was dating. I was dating his best friend. But when I entered the homie picture or their homie picture, they weren't really that tight. So it's not like I broke any of that up. Uh, it just kind of happened to work out that way. Is so that, then, is that the truth part, or is that like denial on her part? No, that's the truth. Okay, hundred percent cool. <laughs> the truth. Um, yeah, and then uh, then that was when they were barely starting JK films, and they were sending all the homies like the stupid videos that they would do. Like they would do like some accent videos, and like um, Joe had this like uh, his his other partner for just getting films had this video of just like 
from his, I think, mouth down, and it was called Mr. Chin. And I think this is what, like 2005, 2006 or something. And uh, they would just send each other and like the the homie circle, they would send us all these videos. Like it was on this thing called YouTube. And we're like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. Like focus on school. Like, don't worry about this stuff. And then um, and then they started kind of blowing up. And then we get together. You got 800 subs. <laughs> Which was huge oh. at that time. Yeah. It was huge. Because yeah. it's yeah. like, do we even know? Like, Fuck this dude. Hey, bar, come here. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. And then, um, yeah, I was in finance. I hated my job. So long story short, I ended up breaking up with uh, my ex-boyfriend or whatever. Um, we hang out just as homies minus the ex-boyfriend. We end up having a thing and we're like, oh, shit, this is really complicated. Oh, fuck. But we end up getting together. And then I think about less than a year that we got together, I was really seeing what they were like, what they were trying to build um, with just getting films. And I was really moved by the movement that they were trying to do at that time. Um, and it was about just like Asian unification, because back in the day, not that I was like about the Asian unification, but I was more so about minorities supporting other minorities. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very intriguing to me. And at that time when I was working at a bank, I'm like making really good money. Uh, but I just wasn't fulfilled. I was just like, this is uh, like, this is this is whack. Like I have money, I, I, like I have a dope car, like I'm living on my own, but I'm like, I, I don't like, I hate, I hate my life right now. So um, he was like, hey, you went to school for marketing. We kind of need some help. Like, can you help us make like this flyer or whatever? Um, or like, can you help us do like these little things? And I was so stoked. Like, I remember I would go to sleep hella late, like one, two, three in the morning, like working on these projects to help them out. Um, and then I would wake up at like five to get ready to go to work because I worked in downtown LA. Mm -hmm. And like, we all know the traffic in LA mm -hmm. to get there. Like it could be 10 miles, but like you're in there for at least an hour. You're mm -hmm. in, in traffic for at least an hour. Um, and I was so exhausted, but I'm like, dude, this is so tight. This is so cool. Like, I want to continue to do this and, and build, you know, what they've started. Um, so I put in my two weeks. I had about like 10K saved. Like, that was my life savings. I had like 10 grand and I'm like, fuck it. Let's just go. Like, I'm going to live off of my savings for a year and see what happens. And, um, and yeah. That shit went real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of how I entered the whole JK space. So we oh need to hear Bart's side to meet meet in this timeline now. So yeah, his is wild though. Mine's Mine wild? is very vanilla compared to his upbringing. You should just tell my upbringing too. I don't even know what's wild about it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> They'll ask the questions. <laughs> um, so I guess like the first city that I could recall that I grew up in was Gardena. Wild, See, that already sounds dude. nuts. Mm -hmm. That sounds nuts. <laughs> Gardena. Gardena. And then I remember my mom was gonna take me to. Uh, uh, preschool or kindergarten and uh, we showed up in a school and it didn't look like the right type of stuff that my mom liked so we moved to another city okay, what kind of stuff I don't know the school environment has scared my mom so we went to was it like a little bit more hood was it like metal detectors and stuff okay. that kind of stuff mm. yeah so we went to uh, we went to where all our co-workers were living at the time uh, Cerritos which was kind of like a developing suburb mm -hmm. And the school district was good. So we went there. So I moved there when I was five. And from, I would say, five to like 14, I lived there. Um, and ironically, moving away from like trouble, I found a lot of trouble there just because I was like a 
Here we go. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts, ladies and gentlemen. The, um, very curious kid, as yeah. people would call yeah, yes. Very curious. So I got kicked out of school when I was in first grade at Cerritos Elementary. Damn, how curious you got to be for that? <laughs> yeah, you get kicked out for I curiosity. I don't even. Well, so yeah, this is the thing. I don't, I don't even really know. But one of the stories that my mom told me was uh, she would come to my uh, first grade um, like parent-teacher conference. Mm -hmm. And she was like, wait, why are you in ESL? And then, <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, well, I don't know. They put me here. And then the teacher told my mom what's because every time I spoke to him, he wouldn't speak back to in English. <laughs> so we're like, this guy must not speak English. So I put him in this oh class. My God, and my mom's good. like, no, he speaks English. Get him out of here. So just like like stuff like that, you know. <laughs> That's curiosity. I'm just curious, you know. Yeah, so, okay, okay. So I got kicked out. Went to the school across the street called Concordia Lutheran, which is like a private school. I kicked out of there in third grade. <laughs> We're doing what? So have you guys, do you guys remember doing the art where like you rip construction paper in shapes? Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. So for uh, Christmas, there's like the whole like Jesus and like a uh, uh, stable <laughs> scene, go, right? Here we go. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so I have crazy OCD, right? Okay. So everyone's ripping and I'm like, man, these edges are not straight. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the teacher said specifically no scissors. Uh -huh. So I did the, you know, the full thing, oh, lick yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta lick it, right? dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm gonna smash on all these fools. My right. shit's gonna look <laughs> sick. So I build the whole, whole stable thing and the teacher looks at it and she goes, I told you no scissors. Uh -huh. And I'm like, I didn't use scissors at all. And then so she goes, during recess, you're staying in here. You're redoing it. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, it's fucked up. So everyone goes out and play. I'm staying there. And I'm like, I, I really didn't use scissors. And I saw, <laughs> I saw a turquoise crayon. I took it. And I drew, I wrote a fuck you, Mrs. Klinkenberg <laughs> on the carpet. I think it was just impulsive. I told you. Yeah. I was just yeah. impulsive. I just, yeah. On carpet? Yeah, that I just that, drew that's it. That's like a Mona Lisa for a kid on carpet. You got to like work super hard to get it in like. Well, and he was smart. How, did, how do you spell Klinkenberg? Klinkenberg. That, that was your name? That was her name, yeah. Okay. You if you're still alive, I love you. I'm so sorry. Um, you're still alive. Look at him now. <laughs> I was just so impulsive, you know, so I wrote it. I wrote it out. And um, they come back from recess, of course. And the teacher's like, who did that? Like it's rhetorical, right? Yeah. And I just point at the kid that hated it. And he's like, Bart, go to the principal's office. So I got kicked out of there. Um, and then I ended up going to uh, another elementary school called Whitman. And I almost got kicked out of there, but they let me finish fourth, fifth, and sixth there. And then I went to junior high, went to uh uh, Mark Keppel High School, because my cousin, who just came from China, he was going to school there, and he was, like, smashing it, like, captain of badminton team, captain of math club, all this stuff. So my dad's like, you should learn from this guy. Uh -huh. And then um, I went to this military school called Army-Navy Academy. Did you get kicked out of Mark Keppel? <laughs> no, I didn't, actually. Okay. Uh, but what was dope about Mark Keppel was growing up in Cerritos and doing and being curious and, like, doing, like... Uh, wild stuff you know you think you're a thug and then when i went to mark keppel which is in the sgv at the time of the 90s i'm like okay these guys are real thugs mm -hmm. you know these guys are born into it like the same generational thugs that you see like in the hispanic community black community it exists in the asian community mm -hmm. too you know you have dudes that their brothers their dads have already been in jail or they're like 
refugees or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I was just like play play thugging. Mm-hmm. This is the real shit. <laughs> so I I switched uh, I switched majors from gangsterism into raving. <laughs> <laughs> so I went. So I uh, yeah. So I, I I didn't do very well at Keppel, and then I went to my mom's. Like you need to get your life in order. I think the whole time I was like, you know, I need to do something productive. This isn't. A, I was very aware that I wasn't living a productive life. Went to military school there. Um, it's a boarding school, and then end up selling uh, party party pills to people. I got kicked mm-hmm. out, so I went back to Keppel. And then as I got towards like senior year, I was like, oh, man, I really got to get my life in order. And that's when like I joined the Marine Corps and stuff. And then I came out, and there was like a period of like boringness. So I'm like, I really got to study. So I studied really hard at JC, a community college. Um in the summer before I was supposed to transfer to UCLA was when Joe sent me the Mr. Chin 45 video. And at that time we thought it was like uh like photo bucket, you know, where you mm-hmm. just host pictures. Mm-hmm. That's I, right. Yeah. I thought it was like you host videos. So mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone else saw it. Yeah. So he sent that to me and I'm like, Oh, I got to send something back. Mm-hmm. So that's when I made uncle Sam gets jacked. And then I just went to the bathroom, recorded it and I sent it to him, not knowing the world was going to see mm-hmm. it. And then we started getting views on both videos. And it was the summer that we were going to transfer. So we're like, we should do something together. And we just started making a bunch of stupid ass videos together. And then graduated college, figured out what we should do. Like, should we? Because at that time, like, there weren't many, like, YouTubers that made it. You know, it wasn't right, that sophisticated. Right. Yeah. There weren't companies or people in buildings or people, like, getting on really big shows. Um, so when we graduated... We were at the crossroads of it wasn't such a for sure thing where now you got like YouTube major in college. So we decided to go 100 percent. And then while we're going 100 percent, that's when she jumped on. board. Mm. And then so now our timelines. So you guys uh, started working together before you got together. No, no, no we got together first got together then started working. Yeah, together. we got together for maybe like, what would you say? Six months we were together before you started working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got together for maybe we were boyfriend and girlfriend for six months, and then I jumped in. So you guys were together the whole time during JK. A hundred percent. Me and Joe started JK for about a year, a year before we got together. So we were already doing it. Oh, you were already doing JK. They were doing oh, it. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. Got yeah, it, yeah, but they were like off and on because they were like, "Well, what's YouTube? Yeah, like, it wow. it's the wild, wild west at mm-hmm. that time." So you yeah. guys were already together when I met you guys. Yeah. In TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We were together. I did not know that. Yeah, we didn't make it public for a year, I think, or a couple years. Yeah, we kept it um, like we were just like coworkers. And by the way, that's how we all met, including Chad. Chad was there mm-hmm. in Australia with Poriotics. And then that was, Shout again, the fabled beginning of our relationship that led to multiple interesting videos that me and Lawrence participated in with JK <laughs> Films and the clear bonding of our friendship and all that good stuff. Well, let's take it back a little bit. So JK uh, started in 07, 06? Yeah, uh, I think like July, August of 07, yeah. And how did you guys decide to like make it an actual thing? Because I mean, YouTube is also kind of brand new, like Wild Wild West. You didn't really, no one really had like high subscribership, regular content. So how did you guys decide like, yo, let's make this a regular thing and just go all, all into it? So I think it took a couple of steps. I think the first one, was uh seeing that there was actual like 
viewership and the, by viewership, I mean like 800 to a thousand views coming from a place where be pre-social media where you literally only know like 10 people or like your top eight in your mm-hmm, MySpace, mm-hmm. you know, like the 20 people, you know, like seeing numbers in the hundreds. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. Um, the second thing was, I believe after six months or a year on YouTube, we got our first check from AdSense and it was a thousand bucks wow. for six months worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> so at first yeah. we like a thousand dollars and then we divided it by six and we're like, oh wait, this is like less than 200 bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. But it was still like, damn, right, we, right. we were making money from something we thought was, was free. Yeah, you know? yeah. So there's that. And then we did our first meet and greet at Tasty in Westminster. And we didn't know what to expect. <laughs> we just did a meet and greet randomly at like a pretty much a boba shop. And there was like 400 people there just lined outside. We're supposed to meet at, I don't know, 2, 3 p.m. And at 10 or 11 a.m., our director at the time, he just drove by just to check up on it and he's like you're not gonna believe this there's a ton of people outside how big is the team at this point me joe um our director danny doe shout out to him and that's it it was just us three and then we had um so this is before geo yeah okay geo okay and i had my buddy who was a cop he ran like security just in case i don't know if i was gonna get shot up or whatever for making people laugh And then, yeah, that was it. And then I think the the last, like, thing to set it off and made us go, okay, there's a future here, was when we graduated college, me and Joe were both working part-time jobs, still trying to, like, make it work. And then I remember, like, on Yahoo News, there's this, like, top 10 YouTubers that make 100 grand or something like that. Like, Ryan Higa was on there. Uh, Michelle uh, Fan was on there. And we're just like, oh, shit, people are, like, making actual money on this thing this thing's nuts and we're like we should probably try to go 100 percent. and that's when we Mm -hmm. really really went 100 percent on it but even after then still five years down the line from that point that we decided to do it um five years down the line the company started making like 60 grand uh a year but even then it was still divided by like five people Mm -hmm. you know so it still took a while for it to like because you know i think like like any type of um industry in the beginning when it's the wild wild west people gravitate towards it but they still can't really monetize it yet you know like mm-hmm. like tiktok right oh now. we know the story man <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. but you're like fueled by like passion and yes. just like the the there's that non-traditional sense of like wait a minute i'm doing something different too you know what i mean and yeah. that just like motivates you and stuff so yeah. let's fast forward a little bit now okay. um you guys Obviously, we're doing a number of different, like, you know, uh, extensions of JK, one of the things like JK Party, JK News, obviously, and, and just like different things. But then, like, w- you eventually decided to start Barbell together like that. And that was a you guys thing. Like, wh- how did that decision come about, especially while putting so much focus into JK and trying to make that what it was? Um, so it started off with Bart going. So Bart's always been a gym rat. Um He's been lifting since he was like 15 or something or 13. Lifting teachers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so he's always been a gym rat. And I've I've been an athlete since high school. Um, so I understand the gym environment, but not to the capacity that he knew it at that time. Because back in the day, at least in fitness, 
uh, girls did cardio type of fitness. Cardio bunny. Yeah, like we did like this. <laughs> Literally what it's called. Yeah, yeah, cardio bunny. So you know how the, the gym, I don't know what it's like now, like commercial gyms, but there's like a weight section and mm-hmm. then there's like a cardio section. Yeah. And usually the couples would split, right? Like the guys go to the weight section yep. and then the chicks go to the cardio section. So at this point, we lived in our, we lived in a garage. Uh, it was like 500 square feet. And uh, uh, like literally you walk in and it's like everything's there. It's like a bed, the kitchen, and it's just really tiny. And he's like, hey, um, is it cool if I put a gym in here? <laughs> like in the living room. And I was like, absolutely not. Are you fucking kidding me? Because we had like our desks already, like we were already working out of it. I'm like, no, absolutely not. And uh, so then him. Oh, before that, I did a powerlifting competition. though. Was that that time? Yeah, that's before. Okay, then you tell so, that. Um, <laughs> so coming from that MMA gym, we would have like these regular like quarterly like in in school fights or like competitions or whatever. But I would get, we would get injured. We go so hard that I couldn't really like lift that much. So I kind of stopped that and I just stuck to lifting. And um, I kind of like missed some sort of like that competitive nature of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just randomly Googling like lifting competitions. Cause I was like, oh, I think I'm pretty strong in this gym. And then I, this thing called powerlifting popped up. I'm like, oh, cool. You, you compete in the squat bench and the deadlift. Um, I didn't squat at all at the time. And I was like, nobody I, did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nobody but I do squat. bench and deadlift. I could probably figure out how to squat. So <laughs> I signed up for it, tra- uh, trained like three weeks, competed in it. Fell in love with it. And that's when I was like, oh, Well, mind man. you, wait, wait, wait. I think he's he's like really diluting this. So um now you want to compete for a powerlifting meet at least like what 12 weeks out? Like you want to like you want to focus, the right like, way dedicate now. it, yeah. right? Like you build up to it. Um at that time when he competed, it was in San Diego. Um, and literally we were the only minorities. Like it was powerlifting back then. And I, I swear, I attribute a lot of the Asians entering the space to honestly Bart. Mm, uh, he dang. won't he won't admit that, but like mm-hmm. absolutely. So uh a hundred percent. So we were that. there and um it was probably like less than sixty people competing. Like it it was people that you would think were just from the Midwest, like just white. Just white people. Everyone looked like they smashed beer cans on their forehead. 100%. You know? And then there's this Asian kid on the platform, squat bench, deadlifting. And we ended up recording it. And then it went on YouTube. Um, and and yeah, like for the fact that he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this thing called powerlifting and like only train for three weeks. And then I'm going to go and like be the only minority. And like like he was, he was pretty competitive. Like he had really good numbers. Um, and was like, I like this. I'm gonna keep doing this. Is fucking amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he was like, I don't really care what I saw. I just had a good time, and I'm gonna bring it to the SGV, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, that's when he wanted to train more seriously. And then we go back to him going, Can we have a gym in our <laughs> in our garage yeah. that we lived in? Um, Pretty much our living room. Yeah. Uh, that I was like, absolutely not. Like, how how am I gonna live? So then his side windy creative ways, he's like, okay, what if I, uh, what if I buy a container? Like, you know, those truck containers yeah, where they yeah, ship yeah. shit. He's like, like and I just, footer, yeah. yeah. And I just park it outside of JK and we have a gym there. And I think people caught wind of his idea of doing that. And they were like, oh shit, if you do that, dude, I'll, I'll pay. Like I'll pay for that. Yeah. I was going to get a container 
and get people to just chip in. I don't know, twenty bucks, a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then we buy it, and whoever chipped in just gets a key to the lock, mm-hmm. so they mm-hmm. can just show up and use the gym whenever they wanted. Yeah. To. Yeah. And then that kind of turned to us going, oh, and at that time I started training in powerlifting because I remember seeing chicks that were fucking, they were so cute and they were so strong. And I'm like, I want that. Like, that is so cool. That's so cute. She yeah. can bench me. Oh, I loved it. Like, I, I've always been about like, um, that dichotomy. <laughs> I, guess so. I guess so, right? Like, I'm very much about like, not purposely trying to do it this way, but I just really enjoy like things appearing to be one way, but then them being a different way. Right. So like Mm. if I look super feminine, but then I'm like fucking pushing dudes across the room, uh, that to me is very attractive. Mm. So when I saw that, I'm like, Oh, I need to trade in that too. Um, so then we would train at like 24 hour fitness and we would bring like chains and shit. And like people would look at us Wait, and they were like, bring your own chains yeah. to 24 hour fitness. Like, like our we'd be own following shit. programs. And then like these programs require a lot of non-traditional equipment. And then 24 hour doesn't have these, but I would go to Home Depot and buy and try to make what I saw in these programs. Damn. Yeah. And I'd bring it and then people. For sure. Are, I'd be like on the elliptical at 24 looking at the <laughs> chicks coming in with chains and then the chicks coming in with chains and I'd be yeah. like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. We were those people. Yeah, and then like, yeah. uh, you know, back then, like, girls weren't really pulling big numbers when it came to, like, deadlifts and stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I, I remember pulling 225, which is, like, 245 plates on each side. And people were like, what the fuck? And then because it's heavy, you tend to kind of slam it because gravity, right? Like, if it's heavy, you, there's no <laughs> yeah, way you can put... off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not trying to. <laughs> it's just it's fucking heavy. Uh, and then we... They were, like, always telling us to, like, keep it down. Like, don't slam the weights, all this stuff. So it just got to the point... Oh, and then CrossFit was, like, right... Uh, it was blowing up. Uh, so we were doing like CrossFit circuits and stuff in the gym. As, I mean, in, yeah, in the gym as well. And people were like, dude, you guys are just a nuisance. So it just got to the point where we're like, fuck Damn. this place. You know, like, <laughs> like everyone's just a complete asshole in here. Like no one gave a shit about you. Like we would go to the gym multiple times a day and no one was like, hey, it's you. Or like, hey, what's up, man? Like there was just, there was no community. Um, so then that's when the container idea happened. And then we saw that there was... Like there was kind of a need in that area. Well, mainly selfishly, it was more like, well, we want a space where we want to train. Yeah. Um, and that's- we're still doing full time JK. So it was more like, how can we create this like little clubhouse that other people get to enjoy, but we're still like 95% efforts in JK. At yeah. The time. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't supposed to be anything other than if we get enough people to where uh, that covers the membership covers. Uh, the, the rent, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then that's it. That's mm-hmm. all we cared about. Mm-hmm. That then we were set, and uh, we didn't have like I think we needed like fifty or sixty grand to start our gym. Um, after we did like calculations and stuff, and we're like, oh, fuck, we don't have that money to like just invest in this thing that we know nothing about. Because at this point, all we've ever done was YouTube. Um, he, did you ever really have a job? Job? Not really, right? No, not besides like the military. Yeah, and then I had finance. Oh, he was uh, selling love drugs. <laughs> yeah, so he had that. Uh, but we I don't know shit about. Yeah. yeah, we don't know shit about. About <laughs> <laughs> slight operations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're Supply good. Supply chain man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you knew a lot. Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we didn't know shit about uh, brick and mortar, like running mm. that. We didn't know how to like really run like. 
I mean, it's just a whole different it's a whole different beast than than like a YouTube thing. Yeah. Um. So we're like, okay, how are we gonna get this money? And uh, we didn't want to pull any type of loans. So then we kind of crowdsourced, uh, and we were like, hey, so what if we just like sell shirts with like our logos on it, and we tell people, hey, we want to open up a gym. And the way we're going to do it is if you support us by like buying our merch. Um, and if you believe in our idea, uh, buy a membership before this gym even gets built and you just have a lifetime membership. What were we collecting? Like a hundred bucks? Um, or something like that? Something like that. And I think we locked in the membership for those guys for the, for a lifetime. So it won't go like theirs will never go get higher. Yeah. So we did that video. And then like... Um, we started selling a shit ton of shirts and we were like, oh, fuck. Like, we're really on to something here. Uh, and we started making more shirts and apparel. And then that kind of just took off. This is before you even had the gym. Yeah. Before yeah. the gym even existed. Um, we used like the apparel to fund the gym, but then the apparel took off more than the gym did. So so kind of like the, the business kind of shifted a little bit. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm, and we were just mm -hmm. like. Well, we wanted to go down this path, but let's just, it's taking us here. Let's go down that way. Whoa. So while that's taken off, we're like reading fucking starting a business for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we're like trying to figure this shit I out. I read that at Barnes and Nobles too, because I didn't want to buy it. <laughs> yeah, we went to Barnes and Noble. We bought it. <laughs> yeah, we went to Barnes and Noble, sat on the floor, the one in Colo on Colorado and O-Town. Yeah. And then we were lo looking at business books. And then we just found one that had a worksheet in the back that you fill out. And for like we'll, a year, I think. We and were like, both. oh, this one's an interactive one. So we bought, <laughs> so we bought that so one. coloring. Yeah, and at that time, like, you know, everyone at JK is like a like quote unquote artist. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for anyone to get up before 12. <laughs> so me and her were like, we'll just dedicate like 11 to 12 mm -hmm. um, to meeting on Barbell. And we, we did that for like a whole year and just we'll read it together, fill it out together. And then after a year, we kind of had our like quote unquote uh, business plan. And then we opened. There the really doors. wasn't a plan. It was. It really was. It was yeah. Since we're both very like very artist types, it was just like cool branding, really cool fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, slo yeah. slogan or yeah. like motto. But yeah, not too much on the business side. We didn't know shit. Yeah, sounds very familiar, huh, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that life very well. Oh yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So like, if I could just pry a little bit mm -hmm. with barbell, like even now, because because I remember we were talking about things like supplements. Yeah, obviously you're doing crazy stuff with the apparel still. You know what I mean? Like the gym expanded. You got like a way bigger gym. It's probably like a billion times bigger. You guys are doing like uh, people like Nike and different commercials and athletes, celebrity athletes are shooting at the gym and stuff like that. Like, wow, that sounds really cool. That sounds cool. It's pretty fucking cool. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't one, think about it. Yeah, it's way cooler than it is. Like, what was, For sure. I, I guess, what was both like the most challenging thing, but also like the most pleasant surprise of like everything that you've been doing with Barbell? The most challenging thing, I think it's something you don't know until you get there. And it's when you're building, um, because you're, especially when you have a lack of experience, you know, when you're building, you don't know how something can scale. So instead of putting all your efforts into growing things vertically, you're like, oh, I think this is good now. So you start building other arms. But then once those arms, so you build horizontally, <coughs> once those arms start moving, they take a bandwidth from each other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you're like, 
oh shit, at the same time, the gym needs new equipment, but we also have to stock clothes for this. And then also the supplements need us to pay them this before they could even start, you know? Mm. And then you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. But until you do something horizontally like that and see how it affects each other, Mm -hmm. you really don't know. So I would say for me, at least the hardest thing is uh, managing all these pieces that we have now, because it's technically like almost three jobs versus if like, because yeah, they're all their own business. Yeah, versus like our friend who only has like, let's say one aspect of it and they just keep going in that direction mm-hmm. where they can fine tune it, automate it and there's way more consistent growth in one way versus I think us being just completely um, more creative and artist minded, it's easier to kind of build the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So it's very like horizontally based. But then as soon as everything scales, it's like, oh, fuck, like each one of these areas need an hour of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So being like entrepreneurial like that, I'm sure you guys, that wasn't the plan, right? Like you just found yourself doing things, building things that you guys are naturally interested in. Mm-hmm. Things like you wanted your own space to work out, you wanted your own community, so you built it. And then supplements and then merchandise and then you're still doing JK and then there's these other other arms of the, the YouTube stuff. How do you learn to now cut back because I think that's like the hard part, right? Like, cause anything, anytime you close something, it's like, oh shoot, that failed. And you know, you, no one wants that feeling, yeah. but how do you guys, um, how were you guys able to make those hard decisions to be like, you know what, we gotta, we gotta like, you know, minimize what we could focus on. Cause you only have so much bandwidth. There's only so many hours in the day, right? So how do you guys learn to scale back? from all the things that you guys have built? Um, I think for us, the way like JK and Barbell, and I'm just speaking on my behalf because I work with Joe and Gio, it almost feels like a um, like a Ouija board, you know? Like everyone has their hands on the pointer and we're all kind of moving together. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff isn't so calculated. It'd be like, let's say, so we, we started meeting on Barbell stuff from like 10 to like 11 a.m., Cause no one else woke up past that. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, that time can now be dedicated to barbell stuff. Mm-hmm. We do that long enough. Now that is now the law in JK. So they know to plan JK outside of that. Even when once people's like yeah. sleep habits or whatever start to change. Mm-hmm. Right. And then like, and then if I'm doing, as I'm doing barbell, then we shoot like, let's say JK news on Thursdays. That's a set thing. So now barbell kind of evolves around that. So it's Mm kind of like everything kind of evolving around each other. And it's just when we get to a point where I think a couple of people experience burnout or it feels like there's um, too big of a load, then that's when we'll get together and kind of examine like, is this one entity holding back these other entities? And that's when we'll like pull it back. So it actually, it doesn't, there's definitely this bittersweet where it's like, oh man, I wish we didn't have to do it. But we see how by shutting this thing down, it pushes the other forward. So that part actually feels good about it. And then once we shut that thing down, everyone kind of fills that in with their own space. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like Joe with his mushrooms or, you know, us with maybe even more barbell stuff. And yeah, just kind of like, we're just like this Ouija board. Mm. I think for me, it's been uh, in phases because it depends what phase in my life I'm currently in. When I first started, you're young, like you don't really have very many responsibilities other than looking out for yourself, right? 
So uh, when I first joined, it was like, let's just fucking go. Like, it doesn't matter where we're going. I just want to sprint. I want to run. I want to get there. Wherever there is, I didn't really care. I just was like, this shit is fun. I want to do it until we can't do it anymore. So there was no real big picture or real plan. I'm just like, right now is fun. And we get to make money. Cool. Let's go. Um, so I can be a workhorse in that in that regard where I'm just like, let's just let's let's see where this takes us. Um, and it's very fun. But then the older I've gotten, um, you know, I, I started seeing how our relationship started suffering because it was like so much go and putting so much priority and time and so many of these other things that you're developing that, you know, our relationship wasn't developing or it had stopped or we were like sweeping a lot of things under the rug. So kind of looking at that phase in my life. And then going, oh, damn, like, we really do need balance. Like, I didn't really believe in work-life balance back in the day because I didn't need to. Um, but, you know, considering the next phases that I wanted to move into, which is I eventually want to have a family. Um, and then kind of looking at us and going, oh, shit, we're actually not that good. Um, and then going, okay, what do I need to scale back on? Like, what is the priority now? Like, is JK the priority or is Barbell the priority or are we the priority? So that's when I started removing myself from JK. Um, and it was and it was a tough call because, I, I, you know, like everyone was my friend there. So like I felt like I was really letting my team down. And I'm like, fuck, like they need me, you know, like how am I going to like like not contribute to this to this crew anymore? But it was one of those where um, mine was pretty calculated where I'm like, I think they're good. Um, and, and it's not something that I own anyway. So I was like, I think it's cool that let them build and continue on. And I really just wanted to focus on us um, and, and focus on like having more time to be a mom. Uh, and I wasn't a mom at, at this point yet, but I just had so many things on my plate already. I had barbell, which is, you know, like you were saying, the supplement, the apparel, the gym, like each one of these things requires so much very specific uh, attention that I'm like, okay, I, I want to move into this space. And then we had like our vlog channel and like we had these, all these other channels I'm like, oh, shit. OK. Um, so then, yeah, focusing on that and saying, OK, at, at five o'clock, I need to shut it down. Like um, if shit's not burning and it's not an emergency, it can wait till it can wait till the morning. And then kind of just like really setting these hard like rules and these hard boundaries and going like, OK, that that's that'll live on. If it's an emergency, I'll deal with it when I need to. But if it's not burning down, I'll it can wait till tomorrow. And then just focusing on us. And then once kids like the conversation of having a kid came into the picture then it was me pulling back way more because mm -hmm. now i'm like what is the next five years that i'm trying to build what is that going to look like um like i grew up you know like i was saying in the beginning with parents that were working non-stop because i mean that's all they could do right because they needed to provide and as a kid um i'm very grateful for that and i and i understand and i see the sacrifices they made for me but it would have been cool to like have more parent time um and because I kind of didn't have that and I really yearned for it, I wanted to provide that to my kid. So before even having a kid, I was like, we we have to, we have to, like, we can't build any more things. Like if you have more projects that you want to do, unfortunately, it's going to have to, or fortunately, um, it's going to have to wait. Because for me, the priority is building a family. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that's where I'm at now, where it's way more calculated and there is an end game. And like one thing I've learned about, um, entrepreneurship, if you will, if I'm going to get into something before I get into it, I need to know what my exit is. Whereas before I'm just building mm -hmm. for the sake of building and going, where is this going to go? This is so fun. But yeah. now it's more like I'm going to build, but this is when I leave. 
Mm-hmm. How is it? I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of challenges being a couple and then working together and then building businesses together. And then, yeah, as you said, you have to, oh, we have a relationship that we have to yeah. take care of. So, I mean, I mean, I'm sure the <laughs> levels of communication is just so crucial. And were you guys always like, I'm going, well, you said it was tough at one point, yeah. right? So, yeah, like, Talk a little bit about like, yeah, being a married couple or, you know, and then building all these things together. How do you guys figure that out? Um, okay, I'll say this and I'm pretty sure you're going to correct me on this, but. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, so you're me? You're purposely going to say something wrong? No. Oh. This is just my perspective, right? So oh, okay. when I joined JK, I'm very much about knowing your place, time and place for everything, right? Mm-hmm. So I really try to respect that. And this is probably where you're going to disagree. Um, he was my boss. And I knew he was my boss. So when it came to JK conversations or big decision making, like I knew my place and I'm not going to be going in there going, nope, we should really do that. Like, this is a financial move you should be making. It was more like it's Bart and Joe's thing. I'm just here to support them. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were doing a lot of JK stuff, it was very much he's my boss, Mm -hmm. you know, and like growing up traditionally and in a very patriarchal family household. Um, it was more like I, and, and my mom being very submissive, like I just knew to like suppress a lot of things and just kind of like keep it to myself and just kind of let him be the decision maker for that side of things. Um, and, and yeah, because of that, like I just wanted to work and like let him do his thing. And I was just supporting that. And, um, like, yeah, we didn't, like, we didn't think a lot about the relationship at all. It was like, if the business is doing good and we're all like making money, cool we're really good yeah like the relationship is such an intangible thing that i think uh the part that we got lost into it um is like when you're when when you guys aren't working together it's easy to be more like even emotionally intimate right like you're just kicking in it's really about the relationship and you can plan cool things like valentine's day or anniversaries or stuff like that but then when you're also in the business, the tough part is you have a very tangible like deadlines and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. easily when you come home and you're supposed to kick it and just talk about each other's day, you're like, there's all these unsolved things at work still. So those start chipping away at your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then three months down the line, you're like, holy shit, we've just been coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of like even um and then like you have you become coworkers and then there's like this emotional need that's not met that you don't even really know about right. so it's easy to build resentment and it's not anyone's fault it's just both people kind of lost hold of what was going on but so, the distraction comes uh like you're not forced to really face it because you both are sharing the exact same deadlines yeah, yeah. Right. you know yeah, 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 whereas yeah. if if you guys have different like if you guys work in different places when you guys do meet it's like oh you feel funny like <clears throat> is everything okay you know yeah, and, you, and yeah. you have that conversation mm-hmm. whereas since we have the exact same deadline it's like damn what did you think about that oh shit well yeah that you didn't do that the right way or whatever um mm-hmm. so behind closed <laughs> doors that's the conversation we're yeah. just always strategizing and thinking about shit uh and if we weren't cool it didn't really matter because it was like well okay well we'll deal with that later yeah um uh, and then in the workplace, like you don't want to be an unprofessional fuck, right? right. So you want to make sure that the vibe is always cool. So like we were always cool in front of everyone else. Um, and like, you know, we would never fight 
in like public or any of that or anything like that because especially in a creative space you want you want the energy to always be happy and upbeat because that's mm-hmm. the only way people can create you know um, but there's been times <clears throat> where we took like a month or two months off from the relationship oh wow that's we, what i was gonna ask if yeah you guys, but we okay. did but we didn't tell anyone yeah, about yeah. it because we didn't want the to affect how everyone else felt you know right. like oh fuck like because now the then the, it gets awkward yeah the focus is gonna be like yeah. oh are they gonna make it rather than doing what we're all supposed to be right. doing so yeah. it was it was it was tough, and I think now uh, having done business for so long together, um, we're much more self aware. We know how to check out of things. We know, like she was saying, how if it if it's not a fire burning down the building, it's it technically could always wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to take care of us first because at the end of the day, that's what it's all for, anyways. You kind of just mix your priorities up. You know. You know how we came up with this. Uh, so there was a point in our relationship, I want to say back in like 2016 or something where we were just, that's it. We were going to get a divorce. We were just going to end it all because we just couldn't figure it out. We just felt like, uh, we had built so much around us that we didn't build each other or like we didn't build us, not each other, but us. Um, and we were like, all right, we really like, if we break up, it's going to be a huge thing, right? Because it's barbell ends. And now, like, JK is going to be fucking awkward. It was just going to be weird. So we were going to give it one final, like, hoorah. Like, we really want to try to save this. We really want to see what's going on. And then Bart's old, curious uh, street-dealing ways came in. He was like, what if we drop ecstasy? And, like, we really really just try to open up and just connect as, like, like... Let's just really try to make this work. And it and it was it was really helpful. Like I'm not pushing drugs on anybody. You do you, but it definitely did a lot for us. Um shout out to Tiesta. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, but like it definitely oh, did uh open us up to like really looking at those ugly parts and being like oh shit where did i fuck up in this thing and like where did you fuck up in this thing um and it was it was really beautiful it really helped us um i think the most important part too is we went into it as a way or as a form of therapy and since we're so both like we weren't pointing fingers at each other like oh you fucked it up i fucked it up it was more how can we fix this together and we used it to unlock parts of our mind and maybe break down some of the barriers that we had um, normally. And then we remembered to constantly practice that the rest of like the week or the mm-hmm. months, you know? Cause I think that's the important thing. Cause like when you're on ecstasy, anyone could be your best friend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then understanding <laughs> like, like all those feel goods and all the time that you connected and, and you under, and you're really empathetic and you understand where each other are coming from. And then really practicing and reminding those parts. Like, like for example, like one big misunderstanding that we had in the beginning when we we're building barbell, um, I would see that she would slowly not train as hard as me and then not focus on barbell as much as me. And then me from a selfish perspective, I was like, bitch, you fucking lied to me. I thought you were all about this shit. What the fuck's going on? You know? But then on ecstasy, we we're like, <clears throat> Like that, I was like, oh shit, the only reason why you wanted to do all these things is not even about what we were doing, it was who you were doing it with. And you hey, just stupid ass. Yeah, you just wanted to do anything with me. Yeah, yeah. So when the lifting was adding to the relationship, when building a company was adding to a relationship, you were all about it. 
but I couldn't see that mm. until like. I mean, it's hard to see that. Like, yeah, yeah. who would see that, right? But, right? Yeah. So when you're like, when when I was just being my normal like sober self, it's easy to be defensive, you know. And I'm just like, man, you're 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 like not upholding your side of yeah. uh, of uh, your responsibility. Yeah, your the agreement. Contract. But then when I was fucking like rolling, <laughs> then I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, you're doing it because of me, and I felt so bad after that, you know. And then mm. so now knowing the real reason why she did it, um taking that into like our daily life, it really like emphasized on both sides. But prior to, I mean, cause I know we took like a really fucking deep dive in there. <laughs> no, but, but prior to that, what I loved about working with Bart is, um, and I think this is what helped us even before understanding that our relationship started getting fucked up is the fact that he just showed so much respect. Um, and it was, it was like any idea is cool. Like, let's just build on it. So I never felt like, so I came into this feeling like he already had more experience in terms of a business because he had already started JK before I came in. Um, but anything that I ever had to contribute or say, he was very positive about it. And he was very like, um, like nurturing. And he was very, um, it was just, it was just a lot of respect. And it mm -hmm. was something that I, like I was saying, you know, growing up in our household where uh, it's very patriarchal, my mom's very submissive. I just wasn't used to like, like seeing that type of respect. Um, so it made it really easy to build with him and work with him because he was just so open and like, he was on X steel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right? it, it was cool. Like, even though like on the relationship side, it, that was, that was lacking. Um, it was just cool building with him because he was just like, he was never married to any specific thing. He was just always down to just, let's try it. That um, is a ridiculous story. That is honestly incredible. I mean, I, really? obviously under the guise of like <clears throat> laughing at different moments and seemingly almost irresponsible and or like maybe slightly immature. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people, we have had serious talks about this. Like I'm, I'm also one of those people who uh, understands that like therapy was actually one of the main use cases even for, you know, things like ecstasy, things yeah. like psychedelics and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole movement and, a, and an actual like a, an understanding and a philosophy behind that. Yeah. Um. So to even like know that you guys were at a place of pretty much your rock bottom in yeah. your relationship, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that's the crazy thing on the outside though, right? You're talking about like all these like really selfless uh, moments where you're trying not to bring that energy into your creative space, whether it be JK, Barbell, you're not trying to fuck this up, the energy, blah, blah, blah. And so that must have transcended to your hundreds of thousands slash millions of fans as well. Cause like, you're not trying to let all of these other people that have such a close perspective of your life every single day, since you're also like vloggers and stuff, you know what I mean? Like not being able to truly <clears throat> let people in and trying to hold on to that yeah. and, and figure that out for yourself and getting so deep to a point that you're like, fuck it, we need to do something extraordinary and then have that salvage of the relationship. That's incredible. And then to still be able to continue forward, pop out a kid or something like that. Yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's amazing. Yeah, let's. Yeah, that's that's incredible. That's inspiring. It's, it's, I I feel like it's our generation's version of like Tiger Bomb. You know, it's like our parents have Tiger Bomb and ginseng and like ginger. Mm. Actually, it's not prescribed. They're just fucking around with shit. <laughs> so for us, we're like we'll fuck around with what we know. You know. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> How do you guys, I mean, alone time is still needed, right? I mean, you guys can't do everything 24-7. Yeah. So how do you, what do you guys do for your alone time? How do you find your your zen moments to yourself? Like now? Yeah. Now, um, I think like building things off routine is good now. So we we do the hustle and bustle during the day, you know, like being 
um, mommy and well, daddy. I think even before that, though, sorry to cut you off, but it's it's more like um, we got in a place where we're so good with ourselves that we became really good with each other that the uh, that alone time or like the us time. Yes, it's very needed. And I'll let you get back to what you're about to say. But um, because we're so tight now that it feels like whatever it is that we're building now, we're doing it together. So whatever stresses we That's have, true. it's like. I'm so glad I'm doing this with you. So it mm. feels like a really cool team dynamic. Mm -hmm. And then going back to your yeah, mom and, and now our thing. fights don't last more than like it's not even a fight. It's like a or misunderstanding. But bigger, it yeah, it won't last more than like an hour. It's like an expression. Like yeah, you just need to get it out real quick. You get it out it's real healthy. quick. Yeah, and it, it just rolls. And off immediately, quick. like it goes back to empathy mode. Oh, okay, I see where you're coming from. Where mm. she had a bad day, or mm -hmm. I had a bad day, or whatever mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and then so with that, with being healthy on the inside first, now we have a routine where it's after work, it's family time, we put our kid to bed, then it's our time, and then we have <laughs> You know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> nah, what happens. we're so yeah. tired, we knock out. Yeah. podcast, you are seeing this, yeah, yeah. can you describe it? Okay, I'm gonna, you go, go, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and then so we'll like, we'll like spend time <laughs> talking, um, if we feel like we haven't connected in a while, and... Or we just watch some of our favorite shows together. Yeah, but we we're, we're trying to stay as intentional with it as much mm. as possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it, it, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It's just the fact that we're just having a super deep conversation for like an hour and hours. Um, it's such a dope connection. Yeah. With like building all the businesses to a relationship, to a family. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you guys have experienced from success and failure. Um. I'm curious as to how you guys more so um, define or like deal with the failure stuff or the things that you you decide like, man, that didn't work out. I mean, is that something that you guys are able to kind of brush off or, or is yeah. it do you take that to heart? Because I think that's that's a lot of people fear the failure. That's why they don't try stuff. You know what I mean? So for you guys, how do you guys deal with failure um, in terms of business? Anything. We don't really feel like I mean, of course, we know we failed. Yeah. Right. But we don't really it's not something we dwell on. Mm -hmm. It's not something like, like we, we acknowledge like, damn, we don't want to do that again. Or fuck, damn, we really fucked up there. But it's more so like, cool. Now we know what not to do. Yep. And we don't see failures as like, um, like a defining moment. Like one of the stupidest things we probably did for JK was uh, when we first started mm -hmm. making real good money and then we had like a pretty big like seven figure deal that paid over like a year. We had um more money than we've ever like seen before in the company account so that's when we moved to the downtown la office and then we built out like this whole sound stage you know for like just <clears throat> kidding party and just kidding news and stuff and we spent almost like half a million dollars on it and then we're like oh man that would have been cool if like we bought houses or like stuff that like mm -hmm. actually benefited ourselves mm -hmm. you know like stuff that would be more permanent for our family because like when you're in it you think you're going to be 25 forever so you're mm -hmm. just thinking with like a 25 or a 28 year old brain yeah you know so you're not even thinking oh shit i might be married in a few years oh shit i might have a kid in a few years oh maybe i could help retire my mom and if you're just not even thinking about any of those things right, you're just right. tunnel vision mm -hmm. so you're just like 
oh shit, you know what would be fucking sick? If we, <laughs> a samurai in the office. <laughs> yeah, fucking samurai in the office. Like, you know what would be fucking sick? If we made the outdoors indoors. So we built a set that's like literally a front yard. Yeah, yeah. And then it, just the fucking craziest shit ever. Yeah. And then afterwards going, damn, we did blow all that money, didn't we? You know, but but then also right. it's not like a failure. Like, oh fuck, you yep, know. Yep. It was just more. That was tight, and now it's I a learned. Cool experience. Yeah, now I learned, and I'm glad we, <laughs> we went through all anymore. that right. because it's it's such a like who else has been able to make the outdoors indoors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, failure is one of those things that um yeah we're not really tripping off of. Yeah. Um, we just. Like one of my models has always been fuck it, let's do it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, like what's the worst that can happen? You do right. say that a lot. Fuck I do. It, I love it. it. Yeah. I love it because it's like the only thing that's ever really permanent is gonna be death, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and if it's not gonna kill and me, taxes. <laughs> very permanent, and it keeps coming back every year too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it's not gonna kill me, I'm like, I don't like fuck it, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, you lose your money or whatever. Right. You're homeless. All right. Well. Then cool. Like now we could just rebuild again. Then cool. You know what I mean? Like nothing's permanent. Like sure. you don't have like. You can move to Vegas. It's cheaper. I, you I know? do remember something that Bar <laughs> yeah. had said one time, and I, and I remember because you know I've, I've obviously talked to you guys in confidence and confided in a lot of, and I feel like we have like very um, uh, I don't know if parallels the right word, word, but you know there's a lot of similarities to our journey and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of inspiration from y'all for our journey and stuff that I pull, but uh, there's one time that Bar was talking about how. And I might, I was probably just like complaining about like the thick of stuff, like pandemic wise or something, you know, just like losing everything and stuff. And then you had said something about like, uh, not, not that like we were entrepreneurs or you could do it again. It was just kind of like, Hey, at the end of the day, we could lose everything because we're builders. Yep. You know what I mean? You take something away from somebody, uh, and that's like everything that they are, then they've lost everything they are. But if you take something away from like a builder, it doesn't matter what it is. You can just build again, you mm -hmm. know? And so I feel like that was something that like gave me a lot of, uh, you know, more just new, renewed courage and inspiration going into especially a new time frame, even for us, you know, because we lost a lot too, you know, yeah. and, but at the end of the day, I feel like we can just build again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And bro, like it, it, it's hard, right? Like when you're in the thick of it, of course, it's, it's devastating and it's stressful and you're just like, it, it, it like really does take a toll on you. But like when you're surrounded by like other people that um, are builders, um, it's really dope. To, to hear them just go like, it's cool. You know, like it's not it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like it's just, it's temporary. It's going to be fucked up now, mm -hmm. but you know how to like get out of it. It might take you a minute, but you'll, you'll be cool. And that's just kind of, that's just kind of how we do stuff. Yeah. How do you guys define success? I think success changes too, like depending on where you are in life and what your goals are. But I think um, for me, success is when you can do what you love, um, but also not have that become a burden too, because it can easily become that. And then be happy with where you are in life, I think. That's yeah. Yeah, success for, uh, for me is having a healthy family, like just having healthy relationships. Um, having healthy relationships um, with myself, with friends, with family, um, and just having the the still the desire to continue to want to build. Um, like, you know, we've had really good money and like I've experienced like really lavish things and that's not really my thing. Um, like it's very temporary. It's very fleeting. So like money for me is never really going to be a, a 
a metric of any type of success. Mm-hmm. Business class is tight though. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool actually. It really is. Turkish Airlines business class, Singapore Airlines, pretty good. You sleep a little bit better. Oh no, that's pretty. Tight. Dude, you're like a tall person too. But yeah, like if I could have all the money in the world, right? But like if I'm not getting along with my parents mm-hmm. or like my my siblings or like just every relationship around me is really shitty and I'm alone, then I'm like, fuck, man, I completely failed. I yeah. suck. While um, you're chilling in your like Tesla and your big ass house and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, even all that, right? Like I'm, I'm at a point now where I just really just want to scale everything down like mm. significantly. Like it's just it's. It's cool, like kind of like the office example that he gave you, where you're like building the outside inside. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I I need to experience things, and then I go, oh, that's my limit. Cool, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. So I need to throw myself mm-hmm. out there, understand what my limits are, and then I'll start scaling. Back. Yeah, it's yeah. cool every time we uh, visit your mom because she lives in the hood, hood, and just to see our kid and uh, the cousins play, and you're like, man, this is really all that really matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's this. Yep. I mean, there's like crazy homeless people running around outside, <laughs> but seeing like the kids, yeah, and the family yeah. interaction. Yeah, and- I saw that recent IG clip where you're just picking up. Oh all the man, kids that was the best. Dude, dude. Just that was good. Them. They flew. Yeah, they're like they're at a reasonable height too. <laughs> yeah. But just seeing that interaction, it's like that's what really matters. You know, if you don't have that to start with, doesn't matter how much money you pour into it, it's not yeah. going to get better. Yeah. But if you have that, I think that's when like having the money helps out because then that's you're adding to you're adding Absolutely. to like you're pouring water in a plant i mean in a pot that actually has a plant versus mm-hmm. pouring empty water into mm, it yeah. wow that's good that's good so just move back to la dude no, you know no, like no. gotta give taika <laughs> his, his cousins and stuff yeah no we that's just what need it's a, about man. we just, you just need, said that no we just need to blow up hard enough remove the whole family <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone's going to Vegas. there yeah. we go move yeah. everyone down there's too many crazy people on that street man <laughs> Well, we're going to have some fun with a little bit of lightning round. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to fire off some questions at you guys, and let's just come with it. Okay. So three, two, one. What's your favorite snack? Candies. Any type of candy. Give me gummy. Give me something sour. Boom. I'm in. Reese's peanut butter cups. Ooh, I'm a Reese's guy myself. Thank you for saying Reese's and not Reese's. No, no, some people will say Reese's. We know the Reese's people. Reese's. Reese's. I've never heard that. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Favorite Power Ranger and why? Not Kimberly, because everyone liked Kimberly. I'm like old school. Uh, Trini was the one. Heck yeah, Trini. Trini. Rest in peace, by the way. I know. Uh, I liked uh, Mastodon on the body roll. The Black Ranger, right? Yeah, he's doing the windmills in the intro. (laughs) Yeah. What is your favorite project to date? Favorite project? Uh, My favorite. This this is part of a project. When um, we, I prayed my mom, uh, and we showed up at her house (laughs) in a wheelchair, and I had a neck brace on. That was was part of our our powerlifting documentary we're trying to put together. Yeah. Yeah. Powerlifting documentary. (laughs) Um, <clears throat> this is gonna sound cheesy as fuck, but I, I'll say I'm I've been my favorite project. Um I've done I've, I've done a lot of um like soul searching and just like a lot of uncovering and just kind of like digging deep and going like why do you do this shit? And um it's been it's been uh pretty cool getting to learn myself. I love awesome. it. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. it wasn't cheesy. Okay, thank yeah, you. No, that was that was awesome. Good. Oh, all right, thank you. Have you ever wanted to punch Joe? Both of you answer. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, many times. I wanted to punch both of them many times. So I would work on creatives with them. Uh, th them is I Joe here. I especially bad for her. Mm. And these bad. motherfuckers would like say shit like, okay, you got to get us a tiger. And I'm like, okay, I'll get a tiger. But what's the budget? There's no budget. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll get, <laughs> I'll get a fucking tiger. And then um, I'd be like, okay, what do you want this tiger to look like? All right, I want him to be like, I don't know, X, Y, Z. And then Joe would be like, no, I want him to be A, B, C. And I'm like, what the fuck? So they were constantly saying opposite we're things. Very, we're actually creatively really opposite. So I, that's why I feel so <clears throat> bad for her. I was getting wrecked. In the beginning, we're trying to come, we're, when we're trying to come up with the logo. I was like, oh, you know, we need to go like the Comedy Central route where it's like very clean and corporate. We could pitch that to things, right. put it on like EPKs and stuff like that. And then, uh, so she would like meet with me and get all those ideas to me with like the graphic designer. Joe would tell her like, all that shit's fucking whack. It's played out. It needs to be hand drawn. And then it needs to be like really stylized, whatever. And she's like, how the fuck? I can't even marry these people. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Dang. What is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> my biggest People that complain and they don't do anything oh, about it. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Complain, <laughs> complain two-time complainers. I think the first time complaining is always cool. But then no, maybe three-time complainers. No third time. <laughs> Got it. Damn, you me made it really serious. <clears throat> I was gonna say people that um don't know how to drive. That's serious. I what? That's serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people that don't know how to drive piss me off. What Dang. is the favorite quality that you have in each other? Ooh. Um, I love how positive he is. He's very positive and he's very supportive. Um, so I always feel like I could rule the world. Dang, that was hella romantic. Yeah. He's the most uh, loving and nurturing person I've ever met. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like to show it. He doesn't it. know very many people. She doesn't like to show it, but she is. <clears throat> yeah. Dope, dope. What's your guilty pleasure? Candy. That's horrible. I have like so much work done in my mouth. It's horrible. I'm so ashamed to You're admit wearing it. like grills right now. Are you hiding cavities? <laughs> <laughs> They're all fake teeth. I swear. Like maybe like in five years, I'm going to have no real teeth. It's the worst. I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure. Do I have a uh, A guilty pleasure. There it is. This guy likes to eat it. until uh, uh, until he he's full and he's oh, still eating. Oh, I love to eat. Okay. That's really bad. What's your favorite cheat meal? Like, what, what are you eating when it's, like, time to go? Oh, man. It depends on my mood, but I could always go for pizza or, like, a yeah. medium rare burger or, like, a root beer float. Ooh, okay. Forget this was cheat meal. This guy eats steak and eggs every morning. <laughs> oh, Literally shit. every okay. time I see him at JK, he's getting postmated. Like <laughs> this is breakfast. This is like yeah. 9 a.m. Yeah. And he's got a huge steak, eggs. Like he's always putting his jam and his butter on his fucking toast and stuff like that. Mid he's got a, oh it's crazy. Like a tank. I'm trying to not eat all the snacks on the shelf. And you still do. Sometimes <laughs> I get hungry. You're missing the point though, it's all protein. Okay. Minus the bread. So he's trying to get his protein in. <laughs> what is your worst fear? Oh, probably tiger dying, I think. Yeah. Or losing him. Mm. Yeah. Proudest moment. Uh, I would say when we when we fixed our shit. Like when we fixed our relationship and we were like super mega, like fucking crazy solid. Mm. I was like, was mine is kind of in that, but it was uh, it was actually recently, maybe a month or two months ago. Um you know, like having an Asian dad, they don't really talk that much. And we were driving to Vegas. My dad was going to check out houses because he moved to Vegas. And in the car, he told me, um, 
He's like, you know what? Any decision that you make is going to be better than any decision I can ever make. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Because I think what he's saying is I've transcended what he thought was capable of what his offspring was capable by even coming here, like coming here for a good life. I think whatever he had hoped, I transcended that. So that includes like the decisions I make with my family, with Taika, with like work, with everything. I was like, oh shit, this is fucking crazy. What is a dream opportunity for you guys? Winning dream the lottery, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Filling out the right bubble. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. I think a dream opportunity for me would be uh, starting in a space I've never done anything in. Yeah. Oh, so, like, we, remember we were talking about, like, I want, like, maybe getting into fashion. I've never dabbled in any of that type of shit. But, like, having, fashion. yeah, like, having, like, being thrown in that and going, like, oh, shit. Isn't that the entirety of your life experience so far, though? I love it. There I love it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that would be it. Like, So what, would that be it though, specifically? If you weren't doing barbell, if you weren't doing JK, right? Fashion would be the next fashion? thing for you? Yeah, probably. But you're already kind Sweet. of doing fashion. Not really. Right? You're doing apparel. Not really. Okay, fine. <laughs> Just talking about like Just, New York fashion. Yeah, like some other oh, okay. like, 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 you, like you're like a designer. Shit. Yeah, okay. I don't even Jesus. know if it's designer. Yeah, like gold oh, okay. leaf, like that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Barrio's your model seems like a promising career. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what about you? Unless you're also a gold leaf fashion guy. No, what was the question? Well, you said Lotto. Dream opportunity. No, oh, dream opportunity. No, he wants to write a movie. He wants to write a movie. Yeah. He wants a book. He wants a lot of things. I want to do a movie, yeah. Ooh, that's his biggest okay. yeah, right that's now. My, like direct the movie. Um, I don't even have to like direct it, but I want to be have majority creative control. But some someone going to be a much better director. Maybe I could produce it or I could write it. But like have carry out a vision that's mainly mine with the help of other people. Mm. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. What is your superpower? For me is uh, I see the positive in everything. What's my superpower? I don't know. Um, yours is, I don't Did know, I you're laugh? fucking smart. <laughs> like he's just like that creativity we've all laughed about. Like. He's a fucking genius. I think he's, I really do think he's a genius. Awesome. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's really, I think anything he gets into, I'm like, Bart's going to kill it for sure. Fuck, I wish, so I wish you knew what This is, I'm just playing it up for the cameras, is, dude. He's a genius. <laughs> he's fucking smart. Like, there's nothing this guy can't do. Like, there's a lot of things I can't do. Like, what? Stay up past 10 30. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I love him or less. Follow now. the rules. I love him less. <laughs> uh, less, less of more of. What would you want to see less of in the world, and also more of in the world? I want to see less complaining and more uh, account, like self accountability. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Like, please be accountable for your shit. Less, uh, less news. Less news. You were a fucking news show. <laughs> it's not a talk show, but like the fucking bullshit news that makes you all sad all the time. I love how on your show you're talking shit to him. I love it. I love it. Get him back, dude. Get him back. I'm all sitting here. I'm like super proud to be part of Jake and he's like, dude, I would love to see less news. <laughs> That's sad ass news, man. Yeah. Oh man. More it's of true. what? More of the happy news. More happy news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's getting oh, real man. deep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Shit. 
Okay, so the concept of mastery, we I think uh, you know, with the Kinjas, we we love the idea of like golden rules and 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 master, you know, being able to master things. Bruce Lee once said, "I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once, but I pra- I fear the man that has practiced one kick ten thousand times." What is something that you feel that you have mastered in your life? I think uh, being able to reverse engineer results. I think that's something that I'm pretty good at. Where I was telling her, Damn, like, give me an example. That was fucking too deep for me. It's like start starting at the end of something <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. going backwards to how how to how to. Did you execute guys get it? it? Well, I mean, that's genius talk, you know. <laughs> so you got it? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no, off! You got about, it. Okay, thank you. Remember we were talking about yesterday, where like, um, like whatever other industry that like we were oh. to mess around or get into, yeah, like just seeing having been through so many things now. Like, I feel like there's, although like the the subject matter of industry might be foreign, I think the building blocks and what it takes to get somewhere, like I can see it from the start now. Yeah, same, same. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like how CEOs uh, can jump from one like Fortune 500 to another and they're completely different industries and you're just like, what the fuck? What does this fool know about it? Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, but it's the same shit, you know? It's the same building blocks. So yeah, same. You know, it's dope to, um, this is like literally my first like sit down conversation with you guys. Yeah. So I'm really just curious and like learning. And I think the thing that really sticks out to me from you guys, because, you know, from building businesses, that's one thing. But, you know, as you guys put more emphasis in terms of how you guys define success, like it's your family, it's your kid. It's like, um, you know, if all the money went away, if you guys have those things, you know what I mean? I think being able to build all the, the the dope stuff, like the stuff that's flashy and all that, but then to really boil it down to the relationship that you guys have um, and and knowing that that is going to be the thing where everything else um, comes from anyway. So I think it's just dope to just see you guys. I mean, I don't want to, you know, like put too much gas in you guys, but like you guys, are a, you guys are a power couple <laughs> straight up. Like oh, you guys you, legit man. are yeah. a power couple. And I'm not even talking about the business side of things. You know what I mean? I think the way that you guys are, First, self-aware of, you know, how you guys are individually and then knowing how to come together and to uh, acknowledge one another. Like, it's dope seeing you guys dap each other up and, and uh, show you guys, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I just think you. that's 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 really cool. So, um, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I love you, man. I love you, bro. You're doing a good you, job, man. Yeah, You're doing a good job. Thank you, man. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thank yeah, you, man. Yeah. But yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Props all around. But uh, no, nah, I love I love what you guys um, represent just even as humans, you know what I mean? And, and you, just uh, the stories are fun. The stories are entertaining. It's inspiring. And I know that our audience is going to get a lot out of this one. So thank you guys. Oh, thank oh, yeah. you, man. That yeah. was really, that's really sweet. And I also think I, I don't say it enough, but like, you know, I attribute so much. I've always been really, really inspired, you know, and very thankful, appreciative for our friendship. We've had many hearts, hearts, a lot of times in moments of like greatness and glory. And definitely in pockets where things have been tough. And it's just like, there have been times where I didn't know who to turn to to like seek counsel. Sometimes you got to get outside of your own like kind of ecosystem. And like you guys have always been like people that I would turn to like right away. You know what I mean? For various reasons on separate occasions. So I just really, really am so fucking stoked that you guys finally get to come out here and share on our platform and stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just been a great ride. And I, I just can't be more thankful to have friends like you guys. Oh, that's awesome. Likewise, man. Yeah, we love you guys. 
Thank you. Thank you. Well, where can people follow your guys' journey? Plug like what's next? What's going on? How to like, yeah, plug all the things. Dude, follow everything Barball Brigade does. Just barballbrigade.com. Just look at Google it. Follow that. You'll be inspired. It'll turn your life around for the positive. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's it. That's, That's all up. you need to know. That's well, it. What about like get close and all that stuff? That one's cool and all. Uh, <laughs> but I think the best I, that will start you on your journey for everything else. Yeah. Sick. So Google right. Barbell Brigade and then everything else will pop up. Do you want to plug JK? Sick. My bad. You plugged it. It's a Barbell Brigade and then it, it'll come all, it all up. Yeah. Barbell Brigade. You can't, okay. you can't miss it. That's what's up. We'll plug all that stuff in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was a long episode, but this was a good one. Um, if you guys are digging what we're doing, leave us a five-star rating, write us a review, share it, you know, do a screenshot thing. We'll regram all that stuff and uh, follow us on socials, IG, Twitter, Kinjas Podcast Cast with the K. And uh, if you guys are digging this show, we have a whole bunch of other episodes. So get back and listen to those. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank y'all. A peace. Peace a out. Kinjabang. Kinjabang. Noodles on Amazon. Yes, sir. Thank you.